Greetings ladies and managers, and welcome to this latest video for Retreat Hell, taken from the subreddit HFY. The link to the original is down below, and if you enjoy the story, head over there and let the author know. If you wish to support this channel, there are many ways to do so, also, strangely enough, listed down below. Don't forget to subscribe, or we'll have a platoon of angry cat-like creatures attacking you in your sleep. Anyways, on to the sci-fi. Chapter 17.5 Interlude One, two, three, four, five, turn. One, two, three, four, five, turn. One, two, three, four, five, ah! Terriel spun away from the wall and stomped back to his bed. He sat down and tried to clear his mind by diving into another meditative trance, without even the ability to create local dream space. Basic meditation was becoming harder and harder, and doing less and less to calm him. Silent! Too silent! He started tapping his foot just to have some noise. Two weeks, two weeks! He muttered. Why hasn't he called me back in? Our sessions were almost daily. Why should I care? Any visit with John was just more time spent with animals. Touched by animals. But at least it was a break from this abominable silence. His hand tapped his knee in time with his foot. And the verbal games we play have always been entertaining. He smiled, looking forward to the next time that he would mentally spar with John. Ugh! He snarled. Why am I caring? These are animals. They are nothing. He is nothing beneath me. It is disgusting to interact with them. They are insects. Worse than insects. They are worms. I should not care to interact with them. I should cherish every moment I do not. Am I talking to myself? Again, you need to stop the stereo. They are trying to turn you mad. They cut you off from the Pelana. Cut you off from the dreamscape. Play games with your mind. Do not let them. Stop talking to yourself. I have to stop. Tyrrell threw himself from the bunk, stamping across his cell. He reached the opposite wall in five paces and turned to his left. Circles. Circles. Back and forth. It wasn't working. Let's try circles. Circles didn't work last week. Another part of his mind reminded him. Ah, shut up, shut up, shut up! He pounded his fist against both of the sides of his head as he continued pacing along the walls of his cell. Looks like he's finally cracking. Only took him three weeks, Major Kolovich rolled his eyes. That ain't cracking, Staff Sergeant, the specialist on the monitor duty said, looking over his shoulder as he pointed at the screen. That straight broke. John sipped on his coffee as he watched Turiel on the computer monitors. I think he's ready. Take him to the interrogation room. Maybe I could start throwing myself against the wall again. The guards would come, like they did last time. At least it would break from this unending monotony. Don't be a fool. Why would I want these animals to lay a hand on? The door to his cell clacked and rattled. That's the lock, not the food door. He stopped his pacing and quickly tried to regain his composure. I cannot let them see me out of sorts. He pulled his hair back behind his ears, making sure none of the draped on his shoulders. Formal, 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 have to be formal. The usual guards entered. They issued the old instructions. Instructions he hadn't heard in ages. Weeks? Was it 
two weeks. He complied as they bound him hand and foot with steel manacles. He did not resist as they took his arms and led him from his cell. The path they took through the halls was different, just as it had been different every time before. They finally stopped at one of the identical doors and led him inside. They bolted his chains to a shackle in the floor. Is it the same shackle? Or are there several rooms that are identical? The chair and the table are the same. My old marks are still there. He inspected the smooth, painted rock on the floor, looking for any of the marks he made before. Not there. Just like every other time. The guards left, and he was alone in silence once more. The silence was different, however. John always kept me waiting here before he arrived. He relaxed in his chair, despite its uncomfortable steel construction, and allowed himself a slight smile. Should not be happy to see this animal. I should... No, I am not happy to talk with him. I am happy because this is an opportunity to once again demonstrate my superiority. The door opened, and Tyriel had to stifle his smile as John walked in. The human placed a folder and a notepad on the table and sat down in the chair across from him. I apologize for not seeing you in so long, Tyriel, John said meeting his eyes with an earnest gaze. I've been swamped by a backlog of paperwork, and my superiors needed it done. I'm sure you know how it is. Indeed, Tyrell said, even though he didn't. Have you been enjoying your meals? John asked. If there's anything that you would like changed, uh, I can see if I can make that happen. They are acceptable. He considered a moment. I would like some more variety. I always get the same things every three to four days. John made a note on his pad. I think we can make that happen. Our doctors have been concerned about expanding your diet too quickly and giving you something that isn't safe for you to eat. But you haven't shown any issues or complications from the food that we've provided so far. I'll talk to them about adding more variety to your meals and uh, explaining their variety on a more regular basis. Thank you. Teriel found that he meant it and immediately had to stomp on the urge to disgust and self-loathing showing contempt in these sessions never worked out. If I'm going to convince my bosses to increase the variety of food, though, uh, I need something I can tell them. You know how this works. Teriel sighed, leaning back in his chair, considering what he could tell the human. He'd learned early that lies did not pay off. They might not know right away, but they eventually found out, and he suffered the consequences. How many mage towers does the Empire have? I do not know. Teriel shook his head. We typically deploy them one to a legion, but sometimes deploy two or three, or none, depending on what is needed or how the battle or campaign is desired to be fought. I've never seen an issue of them not being available. Have you seen them built? Yes, on several occasions. How long does it take for them to be built? Teriel shrugged. It depends. I've seen them crafted over months or years, but I've also seen the entire tower forged and erected in days. I do not know much more than the details of the construction or operation. I am not a mage. John nodded, jotting down several notes. How many legions does the Empire have? I have already answered that question, John. Teriel rolled his eyes with a smile. We had twelve legions active in the Keshman lands when your people arrived, including the four legions we pulled through the Dalgar front. You destroyed eight of them when you arrived. We haven't seen any sign of four legions, or the survivors of the first battle since we took your base camps. 
Where are they? Why haven't they tried to engage us? I am not a commander of armies, John. I do not know their plans or why they have decided to not engage you. He tilted his head. You have presented many unknowns to us in the first battle. If I were to guess, I would say that they are observing and biding time. Sooner or later, they will strike, and you will be overwhelmed. How many more legions does the Empire have to bring into the fight? I do not know. I have never counted them. Does the Empire have more legions to bring to the fight? We did not abandon the Dalgrog campaign entirely when attacking the last concentration of Kishman's strength, and we have not committed the entirety of our forces to either campaign. Was the forces deployed against the Kishman and Dalgra a significant portion of the Empire's legions? It was a significant portion of the Empire's active legions. How many inactive legions does the Empire maintain? I don't know. I've never counted. Teriel leaned forward. But every elf is trained in the art of war and may be called to serve the Empire. How many elves are there in the Empire? I've never counted them. John made another note. How many cities are there in the Empire? We have no cities. John raised an eyebrow to him. You have no population centers. We do, but we do not call them cities. Then what do you call them? Conclaves. How many conclaves are there in the Empire? There are fifteen great conclaves in the Empire. There are many more lesser conclaves across the Empire. What are your conclaves like? They are great gatherings of elven people. You wouldn't be able to comprehend them. Did you live in a conclave? All elves live in a conclave. When we are not serving the Empire... I live in Irinale, the seventh great conclave. How long have you served the Empire? Teriel straightened. I have served the Empire for most of my life. Most elves rarely leave the umbral plains of the Pelennor. I have spent more of my life away from those sacred plains than treating them. Is your family there? Yes. He took a breath. My daughter is there, with certainty. She never understood my zeal for service. He smiled. Looking past the table, though I suspect my granddaughter is not, she always tended to take after me more than a mother. Do you have a wife, or something equivalent? Teriel shook his head. No, I have met no one yet who has captured my heart, he smoked. You might be willing to live with someone for all of your short lives, but it takes a special bond to share a life with someone for more than a few decades. Do you miss your family? I do, he said with a small nod. And Celia, especially. Trenselin was a treasure, but we were never close. She found a purpose entirely in Pelennor. Ancilla, she was always eager to hear my stories and learn anything I could teach her. John looked up from his notepad. Is there anything that you would tell them if we could get a message to them? Tyrrell was silent for a long moment before slightly shaking his head. Not today. Nodding, John set his pen down. That is all for today, he said, closing his notebook, then the folder. Teriel looked up, suddenly concerned. So soon. Most of our other sessions were much longer. Is this all that I have for another two weeks? He clenched his door. Not that I care. I should be glad to be done with him so soon. Before I go, John said, putting the pen in his pocket and setting the notepad on top of the folder, I have noticed your agitation of late. I know you don't have anything to occupy yourself with outside of our sessions, and that must be uh, very hard on you. He reached into his pocket. Your cooperation has improved, however, and I was able to convince my superiors to let you have this. 
He pulled a small object out of it and placed it on the table. This is called a, an MP3 player. It, it plays music. I don't know what kind of music you like, but I had to preload it with the diverse selection. If there is anything you like, uh, let me know, and I'll see about getting you more of it. Daryl said it's a small device. It works uh, without mana. John had told him so many times, but he never quite believed him. Everything that we have works without mana, Tyrael. He picked up the device and pressed the button, causing the glass square to light up with a soft chime. This turns it on. Now, I know you can't read English, so I turned on a feature that'll read selections to you. He pressed another button, and the bar on the screen appeared, highlighting the text. Menu, said the bland female voice. Library. He pressed another button. You navigate the menus with these buttons, he said. You can sort by genre, or artist, or album. Play individual songs, artists, or albums, or play the entire library. As he spoke, he navigated the menu, demonstrating along the way. This arrow will play the song or playlist. He pressed it, and the sound of an orchestra emanated from the device. You can pause or stop, fast forward, rewind, or loop songs, or shuffle the songs in random order. You can even create your own playlist of songs. He held the first button again, powering off. The battery that powers this does have a limited charge, but it'll last several hours on its own. He turned the device to show the small hole at the bottom. To charge it, you plug in a cable here. We've added an outlet to your cell where you can plug the power cord into the charger. John placed the MP3 player back in his pocket and took all of Tyriel's self-control to maintain a stony composure as he collected the notepad and folder and stood up. I'll see you in our next session, he said, and turned and left the room. Silence fell again, and Tyriel settled in to wait. It was exactly 1,185 Enki until the guards came to collect him this time. Over 200 Enki longer than average, but 50 Enki shorter than the longest time he counted. The trip back to his cell was 28 steps and 3 turns longer than average, but 207 steps shorter than the longest trip, and 11 turns less than the most convoluted route. They opened a door and walked him into his cell. He cooperated as they removed the manacles and chains and departed. On his bed, sat neatly on a fresh pillow and folded sheets, was an MP3 player and a loosely coiled length of white cord. Next to his bed, a small rectangle is now set in the wall. A small hole, like the end of the end of the MP3 player, is centered in the panel. He snorted in disdain, turning away from it to pace around his cell. Forty paces later, the loop inevitably brought him back to his bunk. He eyed the device, then picked it up. He considered throwing it against the wall to shatter it, but set it aside instead. They would probably take it as a cooperating and set me back to gruel for another week. Unfolding the sheets, he made his bed, then settled down to perform his daily meditation. With renewed focus, he managed to siphon in another smidgen of mana. I must not lose focus of this even though it has been harder lately. No more missed days. After the bare trance of manner that managed to accumulate in his cell, he continued his meditation, focusing on his service and the glory of the Asami Empire and the Elven people. Eventually, though, the silence started to cut in. He started to tap his finger on his knee. With a grimace, he clenched his fist to stop the twitch, then opened his eyes, leaning back with a sigh.
Unable to maintain his focus and calm, he uncrossed his legs in one fluid motion and resumed pacing around his cell. On the third lap, his eyes fell on the MP3 player. He stopped and stared at it. He gazed for a long moment, frozen. Finally, with a sigh and timid steps, he walked over and picked up the device, sitting down on his bed. He looked at it in his hand. The screen lit up with a soft chime. Menu, library, all music, shuffle on, play. Grating noises emanated from the device, and he frowned, hitting the double forward arrow. Is all human music like this? The noise stopped, and a moment later actual music played. A string instrument plucked in a soft tune. He sat back, leaning against the wall as the music picked up and a woman's soft voice began to sing. He closed his eyes and listened. He didn't understand the lyrics and he knew that it was a human animal that was singing. But he suppressed that part. It is okay, at least for a little while, to pretend I'm listening to an Alban voice. Even without knowing the words, the song spoke to him of longing and melancholy that made his heart ache. When the song's final notes faded, he continued to sit and listen to the next song, and the next, and the next. End of chapter. The algorithm reckons you should be watching this video next, and I recommend that you should be always watching my video. So, click and click with energy! And yes, clicking that does help the channel. Thank you very much. I just want to give a quick thanks to the tier 5 patrons and channel members. Alithia, Barky, Fudic Yol, Cam Maxwell, Casper Onholtz, White Band 420, Lord Astrakal, Arcalian, and Oakview.